Hello, listeners, and welcome to the second episode of Ben's Talking Pictures podcast. I'm happy to be joined tonight by my wife, Emily, as we talk about the movie. Listen carefully. Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Get it right. Um, One caveat before we get started. We're going to do our best to avoid spoilers. And it's going to be tough. It's tough because there's a lot of really interesting things that happen in this movie that I enjoyed not knowing too much about going into the movie. Yeah, we don't want to ruin it for you. No. So this movie is, I guess, best known so far as the movie starring Elizabeth Olsen, who is the younger sister of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Who knew? Who knew? And she happens to be getting some Oscar buzz for this movie. She was really great. She did the whole um, deeply disturbed character very, very well. Right. I guess to backtrack a little bit, the movie is about a young woman who uh, escapes from a cult where she was living for a while and goes to live with her sister and her sister's husband um, in this kind of beautiful Connecticut beach house. And this isn't giving too much away to say that the movie flashes back to her time in the cult as well as the repercussions of that as she's living with her sister. Yeah, I mean, I thought the the whole flashback approach of telling the story was was really interesting and not that it hasn't been done in other movies but the way that it was done here it was very specifically everything we knew about our time in the cult pretty much comes from a flashback of something that's happening to her while she's at her sister's house she'll have Mm -hmm. like a moment of something and then it will flash back to this other period of her life so i just thought it was a really interesting way of doing it yeah i loved the style of um how that worked out um could be something as simple as someone saying a word or an action and then she immediately thinks back to it so it's kind of like we're inside her head as those memories are coming up and the modern or the current story is played chronologically whereas the cult stuff is kind of stream of consciousness as, as things come up yeah. Another thing that I thought really got us into her head was kind of the whole cinematography and way that it was shot. Um, the, the opening scene, I had no idea where they were or what time period it was or anything. You're, you're left, there's no talking for, I don't know, maybe like the first five minutes and you're left kind of guessing where we are. And then so many of the scenes open with sort of this disorienting feeling. Mm-hmm. You, you want to know if you're in a flashback or you're in the present time. So I, I thought that the the decisions they made about how they did that really kind of also gave you that feeling that you knew what it was like to be in her head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely a deliberate choice to show that disorientation to you as the viewer, um, as well as her, obviously, as the troubled young woman. And I thought it was just the right amount where you could usually get your bearings within a few seconds and you could figure out the scene. And it wasn't like, I didn't find it a confusing movie to watch. No. no. But you did have to think about it and think about what's going on. I did want to return to Elizabeth Olsen because I think she's a young actress with a great career ahead of her, I think. Um, I mean, this is the only thing I've seen her in, but she was really quite remarkable, I thought. Because as you said, she played the troubled young woman well, but it wasn't that showy of a performance. A lot of it was very inward looking. Um, she doesn't want to tell a lot about her experience to her sister, and even when she's in the cult, she's not overly talkative. So a lot of what's going on is kind of behind her eyes and behind inside of her and I think she seemed to have a lot of depth underneath there Um, yeah I thought so too I thought just the way that she played it you kind of got a glimpse even though we don't know very much of anything at all before her you know time in the cult and how she got there we don't know any of that but but she did give you a sense of sort of how her character changed Um, I remember one of the scenes where you can 
tell that it's sort of early in her time in the cult. I think that's the only time she smiles. So, yeah. so you can kind of see sort of this person that she was and how she kind of changes. Um, uh, in terms of other great performances, we have John Hawks as the cult leader, um, the kind of charismatic cult leader. Uh, you may remember him from last year's Winter's Bone. He was a supporting actor nominee, and he was the um, Uncle Teardrop of Rudy Dolly. Almost, I guess, some similarities in he that role. He does the sort of rural, creepy... Yeah. He does that well. That's his... Yeah. I mean, his, I character, wanna... in, yeah, his character in Winter's Bone had some more admirable qualities, yeah. I'd say, even though he was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> this one, um, he, he has... He does... He's very menacing, but as well, you can kind of see how he can be seductive as well. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he plays a song that's for her, um, that he's written for her. Um, and it's very insidious and kind of a little sexual and a little flirtatious. And it's very kind of a creepy scene because her kind of face changes as she hears this song. And he's, you can kind of see how she could get pulled into this uh, culture. Yeah, he's definitely the charismatic leader of the group <clears throat> and it was definitely disturbing to see how you know he got young people to respond to him and how he sort of rallied the troops around his whole philosophy which when he explains a little bit about sort of his philosophy is really creepy yeah um I think it's not giving too much away to say that the cult grows in creepiness as you watch the movie because at first yeah. you're like this is just kind of like a commune or what is it? Um, and you learn a little bit more along the way. Mm-hmm. I guess one reason I really responded to this movie is it didn't feel like any other movie I've seen before. I mean, kind of the style of filming kind of reminds me of some other indie films. Um, but just the combination of the topic, like this, and the thriller elements and the flashbacks, but it's just very different because it doesn't give you a lot of answers. Um, that's what I really liked about it. It treated the audience as if we were smart and we could figure things out and we could draw our own conclusions about the characters and what was going on. Right, yeah. There are a lot of holes for us to fill in, I think, as viewers, mm-hmm. but but not in a frustrating way. Sometimes you'll see a movie and, and you feel like maybe you don't have quite enough information. And I didn't feel that here. I felt like it gave the right amount of information and was yeah, thought-provoking. I agree. I think people, if you're used to maybe more traditional narratives, it might not be your cup of tea because it doesn't give you a linear narrative that's all filled in for you. It's definitely the viewer has to do a little bit of work. Yeah, it definitely left you wondering mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but I, I do think it was intentional, not giving us too much information and wanting us to, to wonder. Right. Um, without giving anything away, I'd say when we saw the movie in the theater the ending is kind of abrupt and I would say similar to the whole movie a little ambiguous and there was definitely some like gasps in the theater and like um, incredulous gasps perhaps like what's going on Um, but I thought it was a very powerful ending and it kind of gave me that like jolt as well but in kind of an exciting way that like whoa it's ended and now I have to figure out or think about what, what, what happened Right, yeah, yeah. We could tell some people in the theater maybe thought the film had real had broken or something. <laughs> and then, then it's like, oh, whoa. That's the end. That's it. Yeah, I was definitely surprised when it ended as abruptly as it did. But right away, I was able to, like, I had a hypothesis of what I thought happened. Mm. Um, and so since then, you know, had 
a lot of thinking about it but yeah but at least like it wasn't it didn't end in a place where you're totally like what could have possibly happened to me right no it didn't um so to sum up what grade would you give this movie on the a to f scale I'm going to give it between an A- minus and an A, I think. I really liked it. It was really entertaining. It seems like a weird word to use, but I was just totally engaged the whole time. I thought it was really creative. I thought the writing was good. The acting was good. Mm-hmm. I'm right with you. I've, I've been debating between A- minus and A. Probably I'll stick with an A- minus for now, but with the opportunity to revise on a rewatch, I'm not sure if it will be as exciting the second time to watch it or maybe it will be some movies really hold up and stay as intriguing um i would like to see it again um as for oscar prospects um best actress is looking a little tight the category but i think elizabeth olsen has an outside chance to get in the short list i think the screenplay maybe has a chance indie movies tend to do a little bit better in that category it'd be cool if john hawks got nominated again after his nomination last year but i'm not sure if the part was quite big enough Mm -hmm. um it wasn't quite as big as his role in winner's bone i don't think um but i i think that would be really cool to see yeah yeah so um i guess that's all for this episode thanks for joining me again and feel free to comment on the blog and um subscribe to us on itunes now that's right ben's talking pictures